you know, I don't hate this uh, this Paul Fallout Boy song. I kind of like the the song itself. You know, it's definitely the catchy. Song, yeah, this the song itself is definitely catchy. But just reading these lyrics, oh no, I, I might I might dislike this guy. <laughs> I might not like him very much. Oh, yeah. These are some shit lyrics, man. Oh for sure. Oh God, uh, you know. So let's do what we do on this one. Let's not hold back on this motherfucker. Oh Jesus. Ready? Yep. Let's do it. Welcome to Lyrics to Go, the podcast where we take a deep dive into lyrics that are questionable at best, but have largely dodged public ridicule. Until now, I am once again Mark Davis, and I am here once again with Seth Ford. I'm right here, and I'm ready to uh, to to chip away at this, to chip away at the stone, chip yes. away at uh, at this little uh, at this little gym that uh, I think a lot of people just just slightly younger than myself uh, really really enjoy this band a lot. Really, uh, you know, think a lot of them. I never really did. I didn't hate them. But uh, I never thought a whole lot about them. And, and there were certain songs that I thought, man, that music is pretty damn good. Um, but now I get to pay attention to the lyrics with Mark Davis. Mm, and, what a, and what a treat it is. Um, we are here today to talk about the hit Fall, fall Out Boy song, Sugar, Sugar. We're Going Down. Um, as uh, <laughs> my... We're going to go down into this one. <laughs> As I believe you mentioned, maybe it was before off mic or after my after uh, we started recording. After mic. Uh, penned by bassist Pete Wentz. Oh, he did write these words. Uh, with music composed by vocalist Patrick Stump and lyrics penned by Pete Wentz. Mm. Uh, the single reached number eight on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Oh, it did. Becoming Fall Out Boy's first top ten hit and exploding the band into the mainstream, exposing them to a new audience. Uh, it's been five weeks in the top 10 and 20 weeks in the top 20. Um, this song comes from the album From Under the Cork Tree, hmm. 2005. Um, you know, people love this song, man. Yeah. Blender yeah, ranked do. this song uh, number four in the 100's Greatest Songs of 2005. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three on About.com for the top 100 pop songs of 2005. Nominated for the Kerrang! Award for Best Single in 2006. That's kind of odd, but yeah. The band's first two million seller hmm. uh, in 2009, a couple years later. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, people are pretty nuts about it. There is one thing that I find exceedingly unusual about it. Well, not unusual, but it, it's just, it's kind of funny, the, the fact that the vocalist... Uh, did the the music is is credited with most of the music and then the bass player who doesn't sing a word um, is credited with the lyrics just a little odd but you know um, I would have liked I I wonder what it would have been like to hear Pete Wentz actually sing this song I wonder what Pete Wentz sounds like (laughs) I I don't I don't wonder that you don't I kind of (laughs) do but good hey great Uh, this does uh, appear on the karaoke game lips Uh uh-huh and in karaoke revolution presents American Idol it is a playable song on Band Hero. Mm-hmm. It is in the 2005 film The Fog. And uh, Taylor Swift covered it at a concert on her 2011 Speak Now tour in Chicago. Yeah. During which she would sing a cover of a song originally released by an artist from each tour stop. 
So that's pretty neat of old T Swift. I would like to see that that song that uh, set list of every song from every city that she went to. I'd like to know what they all were. I'm sure it is doable. I'm sure we can find that out. That would be interesting we, uh, after we record here. Um, music video is an allegory for the persecution and redemption of a boy who's different. The video establishes the life of a socially outcast boy with antlers mm-hmm. uh, and his feelings for a neighborhood girl. Mm-hmm. It's made clear that the girl's father disapproves due to boy's unusual difference as he tries to ward him off. Right. Distraught, the boy tries to cut his antlers off in order to be normal, but he's stopped by the girl who accepts him for who he is. Unable to accept his daughter could be with someone who's different. The father attempts to shoot the boy <laughs> with a hunting arrow. Awesome. But is abruptly hit by a car. Rushing to his side, the boy notices the father's lost his shoes and surprisingly has deer hooves. A difference like oh, his the own. irony. Overcoming his own self-loathing, the father connects with the boy. Oh. And everyone's able to move on. Oh. Shots of the band performing in a local gr- Grange Hall are featured. Okay, and I'd just like to point out that the the message of the video, if you take away the song, does not fall in line with the message of this or what goes on in the song at no, all. Because, nothing. you know, the message in the video is that this boy is unusual. He is different and not given his proper due because of an outward appearance that's not his fault. Whereas in the song, the lyrics are actually just, this kid is a punk-ass bitch. And he's a fucking creep. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, um, yeah. There's some heavy creep vibes going on here. Heavy. Um, Pete Wentz on the lyrics. I wrote the lyrics in Chicago. I was with my dad and we were listening to the old music where they'd always say sugar and honey, stuff like that. I was like, why doesn't anyone do that anymore? Um, the uh, lyrics were intentionally slurred by the vocalists. Um, they originally were trying to make this just a punk song for fun. Um, the, uh, the lyricist, the singer, um, what is his name? Patrick Stump. Yeah. Patrick Stump. Um, talked about how he purposefully slurred the words. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, he was trying to do a street punk song for fun and adding, I saw those lyrics and just kind of barked them out, but there was something about the rhythm of it where I was like, Hmm. That actually might be too good for just a shitty punk song. During the writing of the song, it went through 30 changes and then went back to the way it first started. <laughs> um, Pete Wentz is going through some stuff, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know much about him as a person, but uh, it seems like he's definitely got some some stuff he's going through. and uh, In this song, anyway. Maybe he's come out of it now, Mark. Yeah, probably, you know, know, growing up, I don't know how old he is when the the song came out, but here we go. Let's see, 2006, I mean, it had to be, I mean, you know, he's probably just out of his teens, if not more. Um, But still, it it, it does not, this this does not convey a healthy message. He's got another 15 years on him. Yeah. Am I more than you bargained for yet? I've been dying to tell you anything you want to hear. Because that's just who I am this week. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a, um, an angry little bitch. Okay. That's what um, it sounds like. Right from the get-go. Yeah, it's definitely coming off. I mean, so a lot of people consider this an emo song. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, anybody listening to this who's, like, into indie music, 
um, like deeply into indie music um, might take issue with this song being called Emo. Um, but uh, it's definitely whiny. Yes, it's definitely whiny. Um, and, you know, when people bring up Emo, for a long time I would say, well, you know, songs should be emotional. They should be. And I think that you're right. I think it often gets confused with it's not necessarily emotional, it's just whiny. I mean, you're just listening to an, a, a whiny-ass punk, um, which right from the get-go is a little bit, uh, am I more than you bargained for yet? You know, it's a little bit more, what's the word, what am I looking for here? Um, um, uh, passive-aggressive, kind of? Okay. I mean, a little bit, a little bit? Uh, yeah, am I more than you bargained, like, I've automatically, to tell you this is like you one of those, hear. like, so sarcastic. It's one of those, like, Oh, like, I know that we're just going to break up. Why am I even trying this? Like, am I too much for you yet? It's yeah. just like, yeah. you know, it's it's just annoying. I've been dying to tell you anything you want to hear. Yeah. Because that's who I am this week. Genius.com, of course, annotation. This song plays on the finicky nature of a teenager. One, will, one week he'll love the shit out of his girl. Then the next he won't care at all. While this line is indicative of Pete's bipolar disorder. Oh. The wording itself is almost certainly a reference to the Simpsons episode, Hungry, Hungry Homer, where uh, I, it doesn't say who which character says this. So I gave the guy directions, even though I didn't know the way, because that's the kind of guy I am this week. Uh, the fact that the band name is a reference to the Simpsons could have something to may do with it. give yeah, credence to might. that. I'm not sure. Might. I think it's just a, a snarky Pete Wentz being uh, being sarcastic, facetious. You know, I think that's really all it is being passive, passive aggressive, or if you want to call it, if you want to blame it on bipolar, that's, um, I don't know, man. I'm not Sigmund fucking Freud. I don't know. Just, this is the way it sounds. Lie in the grass next to the mausoleum. I'm just a notch in your bedpost, but you're just a line in the song. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking passive aggressive. (laughs) It's exactly what the fuck. I mean, I would say this is aggressive aggressive. I mean, I, this is like straight up just being like. You know, he's mad that this chick is, um, you know, I don't know if they're in a relationship or not. He when he says, I'm just a notch in your bedpost makes it sound like she doesn't want to be in a relationship with him. Yeah. She's just sleeping with him and she's just like racking up guys. Yeah. And, um, you know, to me, this almost sounds like I'm just a notch in your bed, but you're just a Linus. I wish I could hit you. You know, it, it kind of it, it's, it's oh, a little dark. I mean, it, it's it's it's. It's um it's uh, how do I put it? It's it's childish. Well, if you don't like me, I'm going to take my ball and go home. Like Yeah. Oh, I found out you're not into me. I mean, look, I've been more into I think every relationship anybody's been in, there is a chance of like 60-40, 70-30 split of one person liking the other one of more course. than the other. Of course. You know. Yes. And this is just clear that he's the 70 percent and she's the 30 if that yeah and you know he just is just whining about it yeah. like and he's like well i got you because now you're just a line in a song it's like she's probably just over there like going okay whatever like i don't give a fuck yeah just whatever drop a heart and break a name we're always sleeping in and sleeping for the wrong team now this is obviously um, a uh, break a heart, drop a name. You know, uh, it, it's it's obviously a, a, a switch 
in the cliche, just just drop you know swipping, swapping words in the cliche, you know drop a heart, break a name, as as opposed to most of us say you know break a heart, drop a name. Um, that's what this is here. Um, we're always sleeping in and sleeping for the wrong team has completely lost me. What is this, Mark? Um, I wish I could tell you. Um, the drop a heart and break a name in genius. This is a play on the two phrases break a heart and drop a name right alluding to the fact that she's hurt him both emotionally and in reputation Eh, i mean okay uh we're always sleeping in and sleeping for the wrong team says this sleeping for the wrong team or playing for the wrong team alludes to sexual experimentation in the original demo of the song uh well it references a lyric that is coming up which is one of the creepiest um I think I know what you're talking about. One of the creepiest lines. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Someone comments and says, sleeping for the wrong team is like sleeping with the same gender. Mm -hmm. Uh, With watching, well, goes into like more stuff in the next line. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it just seems to be saying like, we're always sleeping in, I guess maybe is referring to um, not having any, uh, you know. Goals, not. not, Yeah, yeah. yeah, Not not having any. Moving forward. Yeah, right. wasting our days. Like we're just maybe depressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and sleeping for the wrong team, um, which might be a reference to just like being with the wrong person. Maybe. I don't know. Um, we're going down, down in an earlier round. And sugar, we're going down swinging. I'll be your number one with a bullet, a loaded God complex. Cock it and pull it. Do you even want to try? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. This is just so many clumsy metaphors. There are a loaded God complex. Obviously, he is, um, uh, you know, alluding to a gun. Um, You know, a loaded God complex. That's okay. I get it because that's probably what it is. I mean, in reality. Um, And then cock it and pull it. If you know anything about guns, uh, you know, you do cock back a hammer on a single action gun. But pull it what? That doesn't make any sense at all. That makes no sense if you know, I mean, even if you know anything about guns, you don't, you don't that doesn't make even the littlest bit of sense. Um, but everything before that, we're going down in an earlier round and sugar, we're going down swinging. I, I man, I, I don't fucking know about this. We're song. going down in an earlier round. I'm guessing maybe a reference to. We got back together and we're breaking up earlier now than we have before. Okay. Uh, the the annotations on these lines are, are I'm going to be honest with you, some of them are very long. Uh, these lines are a boxing metaphor. If a fighter went down in an earlier round, he lost the match quicker than expected. Mm-hmm. If he went down swinging, it means he lost going all or nothing or trying to land a knockout punch. Okay. The earlier round refers to the... Celerity of the relationship. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what that word means, or if it was supposed to. Some, it's over as soon as it begins. The swinging refers to their efforts to hurt and slander as much as possible. Boxers go down swinging when they refuse to give up on a fight. This line may refer to his persistence to not give up on the relationship until he is completely knocked down and can no longer fight. Right. So on one hand, the person says. That the going down swinging mean is a reference to them trying to slander each other. Mm-hmm. Then later it says them the the going down swinging uh, may refer to the persistence to not give up on the relationship. 
So I don't know which mm, one it's supposed I, I, to be. I, I kind of doubt that one because, I mean, in everything that we've seen so far in this song, this is about a probably a rather short relationship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that could very well be. Yeah. Um, one way or another, they are, they are going down in an earlier round. Mm-hmm. And Sugar, we're going down swinging. You know... I think I I see sugar as being a passive aggressive ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh oh sugar. Yeah. Like, um. Oh sweetie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll be your number one with a bullet. Is a reference to Billboard Top 100 songs. Of course, yeah. Um, it could also be a reference to the novel or film High Fidelity. John Cusack's character obsessively makes top ten, five lists, including break breakups. At one point, he Says, re- refers yeah, to he the does. top point on a list as number one with a bullet. Yeah. Um, so that is I a, mean, more uh, than just that. I've heard the term one number one with a bullet and many, many. I mean, that, that probably dates back to the 50s and 60s when in radio terms. Fallout Boy also has uh, many references to 80s films, apparently. Oh. This person also wanted to mention number one with a bullet is the name of a buddy cop film. Hinting at the type of relationship he desires. Uh, it might be two people deep on that with one. different personalities that work well together. I don't know if they're. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe uh, a loaded god complex cock it and pull it. A clever play on words. No loaded gun plus god complex. Basically, he thinks incredibly highly of himself and has a desire to take control of the situation and get back what he feels he deserves. The line could refer to her God complex just as easily. This is the thing is that everybody's like, oh, this is clever. I think maybe it's referring to him. Maybe it's referring to her. And it's it's not very fucking clear. Like, you know, the the connecting of number one with a bullet, mm-hmm. a loaded God complex cock it and pull it once again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, these are more gun. All of these. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like um, we've talked about before with rap lyrics. Where it's like, I'm going to say bullet, and that makes me think of gun. What is a loaded god complex? I don't know that, I mean, a god complex is kind of as loaded as it needs to be. Yeah. I don't really understand why you would you would have to say a loaded god complex unless you were just... Alluding to the gun again. Yeah, you were yeah. just like trying to like make a Chekhov's gun. And obviously gun. with the cocket and pull it, thing, you know, the cocket thing, the pull it thing makes no sense. You might just, just want to say me- cock. He might, he might just want to say cock and pulling a cock. But yeah, I mean that. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Pete Wentz, man, you got me all bound up. God damn you! Is this more than you bargained for yet? Oh, don't mind me. I'm watching you two from the closet, <laughs> wishing to be the friction in your jeans. Oh, what a fucking goof! I mean, that is the worst line. That's one of the worst lines we've covered on this show, Mark. It really is really fucking creepy. That is really bad. Note that just because the line says he's watching in the closet doesn't mean he's literally hiding in her closet. I think that's what it means. It's referring to his sexuality. Yeah. And a hint comes from the demo of the song. Now, this is what I was referencing a little bit before. In the lyric book, the lyric originally said the friction in his genes. Hmm. But in the song, he says, in your genes. So I don't know, um, you know, I don't know if this is Pete basically referring to his own bisexuality uh, or homosexuality or right. what. Um, and maybe the singer didn't you know, want to do that. The thing is, that. Mark, is it, no, no matter which direction you look at it from, even if he's looking and he's, uh, you know, 
obsessing over a girl or a guy, it does not erase one iota of the creep factor of what he just wrote. Man. Well, I mean, so if he's talking about being in the closet because he's gay and he wants to be the friction in his jeans, I think that that's valid. I think that can take the conversation from being him literally being in a closet to but figuratively he's still being in YouTube. the closet. He's watching others. Right. Yeah. I know? mean, it's him. Um, I, I think what would have to be imagined is that he's figuratively in the closet thinking about them. But one way or another, the fact remains, as soon as you change it to be about him being into her, as soon as he's thinking about being the friction in her genes, mm-hmm. and you have to change that fucking, you have to change that line about hiding in the closet yeah. and watching them. It makes me, it, it, it draws a picture of like a little freaking weaselly creep rubbing one out to two people doing it in a closet. And the next I mean? line does nothing but cement it. Isn't it messed up how I'm just dying to be him? Yeah, it, it is what I thought it was. I'm just a notch in your bedpost, but you're just a line in the song. Notch in a bedpost, but you're just a line in the song. I mean... What a creepy fucking verse. Yeah, very. Like, it's just... And the fact that he's, like, telling her, like, hey, don't worry about me. I'm good. I'm just in here getting a fucking heart on watching Rubbing you, one out watching you and a watching dude. Watching the friction it's in your jeans. It's very, very weird. Drop Does she know he's there? You know, that's the thing. Does either one of them know he's there? Is either one of them, you know, is... I mean... It's it's just it's it's creepy. I think he's just kind of saying it into the ether. Mm-mm. You know, if I was if I was this, if I had dated him before the song was written and I saw this song, would I'd probably you be worried? Him. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, would you be a little bit worried? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, fuck. <laughs> I'd change know. my number, and <laughs> change my name because <laughs> Pete Wentz is hiding in my closet. <laughs> We're going down, down in an earlier round, and sugar, uh, there's nothing else lyrically in this song. No, it's pretty much it's those just two. This, we're going down, down in an earlier round, and sugar, we're going down swinging. I'll be your number Why one am I with a bullet. With you? <laughs> a load of God comfort, cock it and pull it. We're going down. I mean, and it just goes on and on, and I know. And the bridge is just the same words. I mean, there are a little things. We're going down in an earlier round. Take aim at myself. Yes, so it says this lyric can be taken two different ways. He's telling her that this might have been all his fault. He's telling her that he agrees with her, that he was the one who started, even though deep down he knows it was her fault. He's willing to do or say whatever it takes to get back. Or it's a play on shooting himself. The scene he's painting is desperation, aiming at himself with a gun, begging her to take back what she said. The end of the song makes it out like he's pulling... The trigger. Um, More weird, creepy little dude in a closet shit. Yeah, this is the uh, take aim at myself and then uh, and take back what you said. Take back what you said. Um, and uh, yeah, so I mean that's it's just even more kind of like whiny bitch anthem. Well, yeah, it's I mean I guess it's definitely emo in that you know if you're a Rights of Spring fan, I I apologize to refer to this as emo, but it's definitely like boo hoo. Sad guy stuff. It definitely is. Through and through. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's a catchy song. And I, I mean, I remember putting the lyrics together when we were doing karaoke. Uh, we were doing the song for karaoke and seeing those lyrics and just being 
pretty mortified. Yeah. And then like it's not a it's not a bad song in that you know the guitar work is pretty freaking cool in my opinion. Um, you know the sound of it overall is not is not horrifically bad. It's a pretty cool song. Um, when you I, I think as as when your initial listens you hear that a loaded god complex cock it and pull it that kind of stands out to you because well he's saying cock. You know, you're like, is he is he throwing that word in there just to, you know, sound funny? Is he putting that in there to have the opportunity to say cock? And that's the one thing that you pay attention to in the song. I'm not paying attention to the rest of the lyrics. These lyrics make me not want to pay attention to future Fallout Boy. Yeah, all that chorus sounds like he's just trying to make as many metaphors, like squeeze as many metaphors together as he could. Yeah. And even the people that are trying to discern it clearly are having some issues. Yeah trying to find out who is saying what and what about who. I will say that the end of the song for saying the same lines for like two minutes, they did it about as well as you could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, don't, I disagree. I mean, I agree with that. I, I... But uh, yeah, I, that's that's that. That's Fall Out Boy. That's, yeah, that was, that that was sugar surprisingly succinct. Yeah, well, I mean, it's two verses and they're basically the same exact verse, so it's not like they were... Uh, penning a bob dylan song no they weren't is, uh, it's not a hard rain's gonna fall no <laughs> it certainly is not no no, no. it's uh it's... mr tambourine man no it's not not a 10 minute epic no um alice's restaurant so, that... <laughs> so yeah that does it for this song that does um, it for that mark that does it for fallout boy for me yeah. i don't i'm not do, can i just say it right now we might do other band songs i don't think we're gonna do any more fallout boy songs I just don't. Uh, uh, that sufficiently chased me away. Yeah, and put uh, Pete Wentz in a whole new light. That's good. Um, <laughs> that that's good. Yeah. Uh, so I think next up, what we're gonna do, I'm just gonna make an executive decision, please, because I've just been chomping at the bit. Please, we're gonna do Glycerine by Bush. Oh yeah, I have uh, no problem with that executive. Is, uh, um, with that coming down from the top. You know, I think now that we've done something that isn't necessarily a non sequitur masterpiece like LFO's Summer Girls mm-hmm. or Bare Naked Ladies One Week, uh, this is another one of those songs where talk about trying to sound deep. Uh, there are many Bush songs that we could do. But holy cow, this is one of those songs that had every girl just dripping. I think that is this was that on was it on 16 Stone? It was on 16. Okay, I think that's one of those albums that came out while I was working at a record store and everybody. It's one of those ones that when I heard it, I was like, just from the get go, I don't like it and I don't want to hear any more of it. Yeah, um, like well, that in the Machine Head. Was that the other one? Yep. Yeah, I just I was like, oh, I don't want to hear it. Perfect for what we're doing. We could do the whole fucking album, I'm sure. You really, yeah, and I um, wouldn't mind coming back to it. There's a lot of them on there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, we do Machine Head and Little Things for karaoke, oh. and I've seen the lyrics for both. And <laughs> holy cow! Um, so go ahead and uh, dust off your CD player or your uh, CD Walkman, and give a little listen to Glycerine, and uh, remember what the '90s were like uh, for next week in preparation for next week. Uh, until then, please let people know about the podcast. Please, um, you know, like, share, subscribe, smash that subscribe button. I thought you said like, share, like, like share would do. <laughs> share, like share would do. Share would yes. like and subscribe. Gypsies, tramps, and thieves. But yeah, please let some people know. Uh, rate us uh, five stars. Rate me. Tell me how I look. <laughs> Get a picture of Tell me. Tell us we look handsome. Tell me what I look like. Please deconstruct me. <laughs> Take a deep dive into how I look. Draw me like one of your French girls. 
and uh, and we will be back next week. Thanks for hanging. Bye. Somewhere between my mouth and your ears, some words got lost. The idea wandered on. Thanks a lot for listening. Our theme song was done by Exploding Pages. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for songs or lyrics, you can send them to lyricstogopod at gmail.com. We'll be back here next week. <laughs>